What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Barbell Talk podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Justin. Join us each week as we discuss all things fitness, training, and nutrition in the world of strength and conditioning. You can find us on Instagram at barbell underscore talk underscore pod. And now, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Barbell Talk podcast. Good morning. Good morning. It's been it's been a little bit uh, recorded, pre-recorded a couple episodes, so we're a little out of our routine. Or here, someone had to take a vacation, and then someone was taking "quote unquote" classes on the weekends when That's I got true. back. So, I see. Um, all right. Well, I think we have a couple more questions today from a very uh, valuable and important listener. Yes. <laughs> um, so. Justin, why don't you uh, read us off the first question, and we'll, uh, we'll kind of take it from there right away. All right. Uh, we have a couple of them. So first one, how often should I exercise a muscle group for making gains versus retaining muscle? How often should I work out muscle groups? A muscle a group. Just one? Yep. Left bicep. <laughs> For making gains versus retaining muscle. Now that he spelled gains with an S or the Z? S. So not a real gym goer. Obviously not. Probably works at home. <laughs> works out at home too. Um, so first, I think we can discuss the difference between making gains, so building muscle, mm-hmm. and then retaining muscle. Sure. You're the strong one. Take us, okay. take us on. So for making these gains or gaining muscle... Um, you want to have a certain, uh, again, we've talked about this before, as far as having a certain training style of sets, reps, uh, how much volume you're supposed to have uh, in order to gain that muscle. Um, and basically, as you're starting out, just overloading the muscle, so adding weight to it versus just body weight exercises. Yeah. So if you're going to talk about your left bicep, you want to add a, a, uh, um, a, a load to that. So whether it be a barbell or dumbbell, yeah, and you're adding a stress to that, which will help you uh, gain that muscle. Then jumping forward to retaining muscle, you then want to switch your training style, uh, your volume uh, to uh, a little lower and just call it maintenance. Maintenance. So gaining muscle, right. Like, would you do heavier weight, lower reps, or lower weight, higher reps? For gaining muscle, I would do heavier weight. Well, I guess we kind of have to split this into two, right? Are we looking for overall strength, or are we looking for overall size, right? You know, if we're looking for hypertrophy, we're going to do a little bit lower weight. More reps, yeah. And a lot more reps, right? You want to be as close to failure as you can on basically every set. So um, we talked about reps and reserves and RP. Um, The RP doesn't need to be, you know, near that 9 or 10, but as a... As you approach that, you know, 12 to 20 reps on your on your barbell curls or dumbbell curls, right? You should be um, extremely close to just not being able to pick up the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you'll take you know a short rest, you know, maybe 45 to 60 seconds, and then you'll do it again as close to failure as you can. Well, you can you know you can get to failure as well, but you know you just have to be safe about it. Yeah. But then if you're looking to put on you know overall strength, right? That's where you drop the drop the the reps and really load up the uh the exercise yeah how a lot of people think of it whether you're in a strength sport like myself or um just a a person that has minimal knowledge going into it uh people look at it as 
like powerlifting versus uh, bodybuilding. So if you're doing high reps, lightweight, uh, just focusing on getting getting all those <laughs> getting all those reps in, um, people will look at you and say, "Oh, you're doing a bodybuilding exercise uh, or training style." Mm-hmm. So when they're referring to that, bodybuilders go on stage to show off their muscle physique. So in order to get that muscle physique, you have to do those high reps. Um, and lower weight yeah. exercises now, versus now, if you want to do powerlifting and you want to be as strong as humanly possible, mm-hmm. you don't care what you look like. Uh, you just want to get strong. So yeah. you do heavier weight, lighter or less reps. Yeah. Now we're kind of talking about like hypertrophy here versus just like overall strength, like relative and absolute strength. Um, you know, some research, you know, says that hypertrophy can kind of come at any near any level of like amount of reps but you know for the most part it, it's a little bit it's more consistent if you're in that higher rep range right you're getting close to failure as long as you're getting to failure you're going to start to you know you're going to get that delayed onset muscle soreness the next day you're going to feel sore your muscle fibers are you know being broken down and have to rebuild um with the with protein and nutrition and rest and everything like that so so we just we kind of preface that this question of making gains versus retaining muscle so Mm -hmm. how often should i exercise a muscle group for making gains okay we'll break it into two um i mean i'd say you know it depends on how many times you're working out a week if you're only working out four times a week i'd say you know can you do it twice a week you say only four times a week that's pretty good for some people yeah if you're working out i mean if you're working out one time a week you work yeah. it out once, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're working out twice a week, you know, maybe you do it to both, t- both days, you know, just yeah. split it up. Um, I think you need to look at your time spent, your, value your time in the in the gym. Mm-hmm. So like you said, if you're spending four, you can really break it down and uh, create a cycle for yourself mm-hmm. versus if you're doing one or two, you should really be hitting the whole body each time to mm-hmm. really str- get those muscles activated yeah, each time just in different ways but if you you know if you had the ability and the time to work out you know four to six times a week which you know when you get that five and six it might be a little too much but um you know you can do you know two to three times it really depends on what you're looking for if you're looking for a bigger chest you know you're gonna have to probably do chest exercises two to three times a week you just need to stress those muscles out while giving them enough time to recover right muscle recovery is what 36 to 48 hours yeah. post a workout so you know if you if you do a chest day on monday you know wait until you know wednesday around the same time do chest again if that's if that's what you're looking for if there's no like if it's all aesthetic and you know there's no performance behind it which is totally fine you're just gonna have to you know work those muscles out a little bit more often each week yeah there's no set number but the more you do it the bet the more results you'll see i will add uh for probably the safety of your body you don't want to do the same workout every mm-hmm. time so mm-hmm. let's say you said chest you don't want to do the exact same workout start with five by five of bench uh five by five incline uh, flies <laughs> yeah and then tricep presses yeah. done and then wednesday same thing you don't want to do that <laughs> yeah you could you could a hit exhaustion a lot quicker and um you're hitting the exact same muscle every time or yeah. part of the muscle every time so just switch it up yeah yeah like uh i'd say like 10 years ago people were all about muscle confusion no real such thing muscles don't have brains so they can't really get confused yeah. but if you're doing the same pushing motion um 
for the entirety of your workout, just kind of changing up the how you're doing it. Like if you're going from a bench press to a hammer strength bench press, like yeah. it's, it's the same thing, right? You're not really doing anything different. Um, you know, what does help is just, you know, getting those synergist muscles as well. So if you're working chest, making sure you're getting your triceps and your shoulders as well, right? If they're, if they're keeping strong with your chest, you're going to be able to lift more weight. You're going to be able to lift uh, weight for a longer period of time and you're going to be able to, you know, get stronger through that. And then to reword the question for the second part, how often should I exercise a muscle group for retaining muscle? One time a week. Yeah. 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 I mean, because if, if you completely stop, like you go on vacation or you just decide I'm done with this for a month, you're going to lose uh, those gains. Yeah, gains. Z. Z. Um, two Zs. Yeah, two Zs. Um, but if you maintain with at least once a week getting that muscle moving, your muscle memory will stay there and it won't it won't be lost. Yeah, and again, it depends on you know what you're looking for. If you're looking for size, like you want your size to stay, well, you're gonna have to, you know, maybe do it twice a week. Then, if you're just looking for overall strength, you're gonna have to lift heavy one day um, for that muscle group a week. And this kind of goes into I've heard people say like, oh my gosh, if I don't get to the gym today, I'm going to lose my my gains, my pump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not the truth. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. So like three, um, three weeks, maybe you start to lose some lean muscle. Yeah. If you just decide to write off the gym for three weeks and then go back and expect to hit the exact same numbers, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But your body will realize, oh, we're back at the gym. If you do do that, your, <laughs> your body will realize what's happening again and it'll catch up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be surprised at how fast it'll come back. Yeah, definitely. All right. You ready to move on? I guess so. How long should a workout be? <laughs> Eight hours. Yeah. At least. We talked about this off off air. Yeah. Eight to sixteen hours. Yeah. If you can't if you can't get to the gym for at least eight hours a day, then I mean there's no point in you even going. No, you might as well just hit the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, just lay down. All right, next That's question. <laughs> uh, okay, so for myself, um, I enjoy going to the gym and being there. Um, it's kind of a uh, quote-unquote third space for me. Um, you have work, stuff I do outside of work, and then my third my third thing. Um, it's important to have that, whether it's the gym or not for somebody. Um, it really helps separate um, other stresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like spending that time. Um, typically, when I'm doing my focus training for my competition stuff i'm there for three hours is way too much but two hours is about average for myself but um two hours is about average sometimes if i'm real close to a competition and doing my event training it'll be close to three hours just which i do find sometimes excessive but it's what needs to be done it's an entire day but right now um because i'm not training for anything and i'm kind of busy with stuff but still want to get that workout in um i've been about an hour hour and 20 minutes so it's whatever your demand for your goals is Mm -hmm. right now it's just maintenance for me so i'm not spending all that time um if you can only dedicate a half an hour, that's better than zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can break down this two ways because we have some, you know, athlete listeners as well. Some, you know, just regular old people uh, that want to work out. So like right now we're, we're in the fall season for sports. It just started about Certainly last week. feel like fall outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just started last week. So, um, 
you know, if, if you're an athlete and you're, you know, looking to work out in season, right. Trying to maintain what you built over the summer, hopefully, um, you know, your workouts don't need to be that long, about 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes. Um, you know, maybe one to two times a week. Again, you're just trying to maintain that strength that you built over time. So that goes back to that, that, that second part of the first question, you know, what, what should I do for maintenance? How long should I be there? It doesn't take that much, right? If you're in season, um, you know, a couple compound lifts, maybe, you know, some squat, trap bar, deadlift, bench, pull-ups, anything like that, keeping the the volume low, the intensity high, just to maintain that overall strength and to decrease the soreness you'll feel the next day. Um, that's the best kind of recipe for in-season maintenance training, you know, for, for any sports. Um, now, if you're, you know, just a regular old guy, um, you know, again, workouts don't need to last that long. It's it's however much um, demand, I guess, you know, the demand on your time, you know, if you can only make it th- for 30 minutes, then you just have to be, you know, as effective as possible in 30 minutes. You can't spend 25 minutes warming up on the treadmill and then five minutes of just push-ups. Bench press. Yeah, yeah bench <laughs> press. Um, but if you're, you know, 30 minutes a day, you know, that's still getting up there that 150 minutes um, that the, like, the experts recommend exercise. But, you know... I'd say if you have 30 minutes, you know, keep the intensity high, right? Get the muscles sore, get them moving, high reps, you know, lower lower weight, and just um, get that pump. Um, and a lot of the times, um, the duration of the uh, training session can depend on your rest periods. So back to myself. Yeah. Um, the reason it takes me two hours when I'm heavy, heavy training is because the rest periods are a lot longer. Uh, my body takes that time to recover. So for accessory stuff, two to three minutes. For the big lifts, the compound lifts, I'm doing five to seven minute break mm-hmm. in between. Um, but like right now, the reason my workouts are so quick is because it's a lighter load. So I'm not having to take as long of yeah. a rest, um, which that time adds up and uh, saves me in the end. Um, but sometimes you see these people that are, yes, I spent three hours in the gym and they're talking the entire time. Yeah, or they're just checking their phone after every set. Yeah. Um, so I think your duration falls a lot on the rest period, not necessarily taking your rest period to talk to people, mm-hmm. but if you're appropriately taking the rest period for what type of gains you're trying to make. Yeah. But Or your goals. Yeah, overall, I don't think there's a a minimum or maximum time that you need to make progress. Um, you know, it's just got to be, you know, how effective was the workout? You know, if you're stu- if you're strapped on time, you know, uh, supersetting or try setting all your exercises, meaning, you know, one exercise right after the other, you know, with just a couple seconds break and then a longer break after that is complete, um, you know, can make a workout go from 45 minutes to 30 minutes pretty quickly. So... If you only have limited time, I'd say try to get to you know your your home gym or your regular gym as many times as you can, just so you do keep your body under that you know that stress and, and recovery. But you don't have to be in there for two to three hours, right? That is a that is a pre planned thing for a specific outcome and purpose. But for general health, you know, thirty to sixty minutes is more than enough time to get in a an adequate workout a few yeah. times a week. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, when I am spending that long duration that's how long a basketball team of practice or mm-hmm. a football team of practice so. yeah exactly uh cool. shall we move on i guess so um how important is it to incorporate cardio what what is cardio i don't know <laughs> that's a good question that? let's hit the google yeah um 
I'll let you start with this. Um, I'd say cardio is relatively important. Um, so one thing we've been working on with uh, one of the powerlifters that we train is his aerobic capacity. Um, aerobic capacity is just your ability to recover in between sets. So, like Justin said, he takes uh, you know a lot of time in between sets just to recover uh, as much energy as he can to be able to produce the same, if not more, force and you know production the next set as he did the previous one. So your aerobic capacity is your ability to have your body recover. So and that's what cardio is going to do right it's your aerobic endurance so you know you don't need to do a crazy amount um you know cardio can come in the form of a circuit uh, a walk jog you know any one of the cardio machines in in the gym um but i'd say it's relatively important it's not going to be your most important thing but it can help especially as you get older right your ability to recover in between sets is going to decrease you know as you get older it's just you know how physiology works so um, by by being able to increase that you're going to be able to recover faster in between sets you're going to be able to recover faster after a workout and you're probably you know you're going to i guess decrease common um age-related you know possible illnesses i think it falls back on your goals again uh if you're a runner obviously very important <laughs> uh you need to have a very high um aerobic capacity but if you are just trying to maintain uh health and make your heart happy just yeah. do what you feel is necessary do yeah. what um is the, it doesn't need to be a real long time you yeah. don't have to have that high um capacity to be able to run like a cross-country runner mm -hmm. you just need to maintain your heart health but it, it can help with the if you're if you're looking to lose weight right um cardio is not the best way to lose weight unless you're doing it like i don't know five to six times a week uh you know we found resistance training is a much better way because you increase your lean muscle mass and density which overall burns more calories throughout the day whereas a bout of a cardio session will burn a lot of calories in the moment right you can burn you know that what like four five hundred calories in a, mm -hmm. in a cardio session whereas in a resistance training session you're maybe burning like 100 200 um but you know resistance training will have um compounding effects over time whereas cardio is just that kind of one and done right you're still you're you know you're still decreasing common um cardiovascular illnesses and you know making your heart healthy uh building aerobic capacity um a lot of people find that they're more relaxed after a run um so it's all good but again like justin said depending on your goals you know if your goal is to lose weight not a bad idea to add some in there if your goal is to get as strong as possible you know you want it but it's not going to be the most demanding thing in your training yeah and about what you said about a circuit i think um there's people forget about how many different forms of cardio there are mm -hmm. um people think you have to go out and do a five mile run or hit the treadmill for a five mile run yeah uh, my preference is the the circuit training because you are getting some of that resistance training in there depending what um Station, like stations you yeah. decide to do but um it, it's a lot more enjoyable than just running on a stationary piece yeah. of equipment for me yeah now if you're like if you feel out of breath after like a set of like yeah. you know lunges or something like that that's not cardio that's just you know your body you know re recovering a little yeah. bit so that you can't compare that to uh you know the same thing as as running um because it's just using different energy systems 
um, you know, uh, aerobic is all, you know, the oxidative system, which is just all based on oxygen. Whereas, um, you know, resistance training falls under, you know, ATP and glycogen and things like that. So confusing words, but if you want to do more, we can dive into that. Shoot us an email. <laughs> yeah. Shoot us another email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lastly, how important is flexibility? Well, I can't touch my toes and I'm strong. So, <laughs> and I can I'm touch my toes. I can touch my toes. <laughs> okay. As long as his knees are bent. Yeah. And I'm sitting. Uh, um, so there's flexibility and then there's mobility, right? Flexibility is your, the elasticity of your muscles. Mo- mobility is the you know ability for your, your joints to move. Do you agree? I do agree, yes. Okay. Um, both are equally important. Flexibility is not going to make you any stronger. Um, it can keep your muscles safe while performing, you know, high intensity type things, sprinting, things like that. Um, For example, I have poor flexibility and mobility, which has caused my back to strain when I deadlifted. Yeah. So I need to get better at that. Yeah. My, my back told me I need to get better at that. So it's something I need to start working on. But a lot of flexibility can be obtained through through your training um whereas a lot of people like to to static stretch that you know it feels good in the moment like you know it, it feels good i like doing it if, if you like doing it there's there's no negatives unless you're over stretching um but i think what a lot of people want when they're talking about flexibility is to be able to move through a range of motion more comfortably and in a more effective way so what I'm thinking about is like, you know, squatting to full depth, you know, as we get older, we lose a little bit of hip mobility and we might say that our quads or our hamstrings are, are super tight, um, where the, the underlying issue is actually your hip mobility, mm-hmm. um, and your ability for your body to move at those joints, you know, in its full range of motion. I, um, when I first started lifting, I am, was much like many people. I did not squat to full depth, mm-hmm. but since really taking the time to work on that i know i don't have great mobility Mm -hmm. i can say that but um (laughs) uh i have noticed an improvement in my quality of movement throughout my day Mm -hmm. since making sure i'm hitting that full depth yeah and and that lack of mobility can be um what's the word I'm, i'm looking for like can be disguised as what seems like a lack of lack of flexibility um so you know where your hips might be immobile you might find that your hamstrings feel tight and you know what what's causing you know those issues is um you know the joints just in a, a position that's causing maybe your, your lower back to be tight um which is causing your hamstrings to feel tight because those lower back muscles are going to be pulling up on your pelvis which are going to pull up on your hamstrings making them feel tight where it's really just a uh, a mobility issue so I would say if you're looking for something to work on, keeping your your hips, your ankles, and your shoulders feeling very mobile is going to be is going to make you feel a lot better than um, static stretching at the end of your workout. Yeah. Not saying again that static stretching is bad. It's kind of like foam rolling. A lot of people don't say it does anything, but if it makes you feel better, then you know why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> we did cover static stretching versus dynamic stretching. Mm-hmm. Static stretching should be reserved for the after afterward or on a, yeah, yeah when you're just at home yeah and like, sore 
Yeah, like, so if you're going into a workout and you're like, oh, man, my like hamstrings are really tight, it's not going to be as effective to stretch them before, you know, a set of squats or deadlifts as maybe going through a couple mobility exercises and then some some lighter work, you know, building up to that, to the weight that you want to. So you're getting your body under, under weight through that range of motion, right? Because yep. mobility training is one thing, but putting your body in a position where it's under a load, like a squat and like sinking deep down into a, a, a squat or, you know, working on your ankle mobility is going to provide a better range of motion and keep that range of motion than just body weight. Anything else? No. Wow. 23 minutes, pretty yeah. short, but pretty good, I think. Yeah. Quick um, car ride. There was something I wanted to start with, but totally forgot to. Nice. Just because this is incredible to hear about. I got to find it. Hold on. Uh-oh. So um, I have recently subscribed to Barbend. Um, you know what that is, right? Yes. Uh, it's a site that it's kind of like the news for strength and conditioning. Nice. Or just strength sports. Yeah. They've been putting out a lot of stuff. The CrossFit Games were last week. Didn't read the article. Was it last week? I thought it was two weeks ago. Maybe it was two weeks yeah, ago. Two weeks ago. Um, but in this week's edition, um, this past week, Two weekends ago, uh, I think it was two, yeah, two weekends ago, was um, a strongman comp contest, right, okay. Here we which go. is uh, starting to be considered one of the heaviest ones in the world. But a world record was set on a for a deadlift. It wasn't a normal deadlift; it was a Hummer tire deadlift. So there were four Hummer tires on each side of the bar. Nice. Who drives a Hummer? <laughs> yeah, I know. Anymore? Yeah. They find it, it used to be everybody. Anyway, uh, the new record is 1,210 pounds. 1,210. That's a big number. That's that a big number. That's probably more than my three big lifts combined. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, yep, I'm pretty sure it's over mine as well. Yeah. Nah, it's close. Anyway, um, <laughs> that is over a half a ton. So I just wanted to uh, throw that out there, that that is the world record for that, just to inspire your Crazy. day. That is that a sumo deadlift? No, oh, not even conventional. Close. Conventional deadlifts. Nice. Um, now, are the tires the same size as plates, or was there less no. range of motion? Less range of motion. It started still impressive. However, like, they did bring them. So, without the the platform that he was standing on, um, <laughs> it it probably would have been above his knees. But they brought him up, so it was probably about thirteen inches off the ground, which is okay. a very tough tough height to start at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome to watch, and uh, he had taken multiple attempts, obviously, before, and talking about rest period, they asked him if he was ready, and he's like, no, I need another 10 minutes, please. <laughs> Very boring competition, just yeah. kind of like football. You know? Yeah. So. 60 minutes of waiting, 10 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. I just thought that was a little fun, yeah. fun thing to share for Definitely the Definitely interesting. Work. If any of you guys can lift 1,211 pounds, please let us know. We will have you on the show. Yeah, we'll feature you. <laughs> Episode 9. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, you know, sorry this episode is coming out a little bit later. I don't know if any of you guys have alarms set for 7 a.m. on Tuesdays, but if you do, we appreciate you. But this one will be still out today. Uh, Only two just hours. Maybe behind. a little bit later. We still yeah. have to, uh, you know, do everything for it. But please rate, review, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. You know, get on your roof and scream about it. You know, and let your neighborhood know. <laughs> we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you. Or. You'll hear us, maybe see us if you're on the YouTube. Check out YouTube next week. Bye. See you.